were being sneaky. I had no clue what they were up to. My fingers clutched the blanket, ready to hold tight to it or push it back and jump up and catch them at whatever they were doing. The edge of my blanket was collected at the foot of my bed in someone else's grasp. Silence. Both sides were waiting for the other to strike first. My blanket was yanked from my grasp. I raced to pop up and go after whoever it was. A spray of ice water smacked me in the face. The edge of a shrill cry caught in my throat, but I held it in. Screaming was pointless. There was a rush for the door. I caught Nathan and Gabriel dashing out, large super soaker guns in their hands. Nathan was shirtless. His muscular, tanned body left me breathless. He wore red sport shorts and was barefoot. His reddish-brown hair was wet, sticking up. Gabriel's leaner frame was also shirtless. He wore camouflage shorts. Two locks of wet, blonde hair stuck to his cheeks, and the rest of his russet brown hair was raked back, hanging behind his ears. White crystal studs hung from each lobe, and three black rings were pierced into his right ear toward the top crest. Their running, like a roll of thunder, rumbled through the house as they raced down the front stairs. They threw open the front door and ran outside. My wake-up call had been delivered. More footsteps rushed up the back stairs. I jumped up on the bed, moving to the wall next to my door, pressing my back to the frame. I'd gotten hit in the face once, and I didn't have a weapon. I was outmatched for speed and power by all of the guys, so it didn't matter who it was. I hoped I could garner sympathy from my new assailant. The footsteps padded closer, slowed, and stopped behind the wall. I peeked out into the hallway. Luke peeked back in at me. His shirt was gone, too. His khaki shorts hung low on his hips. His tapered shoulders were starting to get a little pink from sun. His longish blonde hair was soaked, tied back with a clip he'd probably borrowed from me. He grinned down at me, his brown eyes brightening. About time you got up, he said. He stepped back, holding out a second super soaker gun. Pink. Look what the Coda fairy got us. I grinned. Coda bought us new toys. I took the pink gun from Luke, holding it in my hands and feeling the weight. I'm going to run out the front door, Luke said. Head out the back and around the house. I'll try to get their attention. You do that super silent thing you do and sneak up on them. Okay. I didn't know what he was talking about. What super quiet thing, tiptoeing? I raced back to my bookshelf, snatching up a hair clip to twist back my hair. I checked my clothes, soft gray shorts, and a light pink bra cami tank top. I was decent enough for water guns. I ran down the back steps, listening as Luke did the same in the front, and headed out the door. I would have to hurry. I ran past the side door, flew through the family room, and unlocked the back door out onto the screened-in back porch. The morning greeted me with a wave of thick heat. A basketball was bouncing in the driveway, and there was the echo of shuffling tennis shoes meeting the beige concrete. I closed the door behind me, jumping down the brick steps to land on the blue utility carpet. Silas's tall, strong frame flew into view, nearly hovering as he stood on his toes over north in the driveway.
North might have been a few inches shorter, but with the fierceness in his almost scary face from his intense eyes and strong two days on shaven jaw, you'd never know it. North clutched the basketball in his hand, avoiding Silas. Coda ran in, his black-rimmed glasses sliding down his nose, sweat making the hunter green t-shirt he wore stick to his back. North tossed him the ball. Derek, a boy from up the road, raced after Coda, trying to block him as Coda aimed for the basket and tried to get off a shot. Derek was probably the same size as Coda, and wore only a pair of cut-off jean shorts that hung low on his hips, revealing a trace outline of dark boxers underneath. Derek was deeply tanned from long days spent outdoors all summer. He was a new face, though, as he hadn't been there all week, when the other boys had. Word must have gotten out that the house was no longer a place to stay away from.